I've been told by everybody up on this roof that they're all off the roof. I am on the roof of Exposure 4. Got fire through the roof of the fire building in the entire rear section. Welcome back to our podcast, Old School. I'm Chief Rick Lasky, along with my best buddy, Chief John Salka. And uh, we're putting together oh, uh, our, our training calendars, um, uh, our podcast calendars, uh, everything else goes along there, all the, you know, all the fun stuff that we love doing. Um, but, but John, um, first of all, everybody doing good at home? Everybody's just fine. Got a house full of people living in my house right now, which is fun. <laughs> and and you're added to the grandchildren list, man. You're gonna, I mean, just go buy a bus, and but leave all the bus seats in it this time, okay? No, no, I don't think we're gonna need a bus. We got four and two more on the way, and uh, <laughs> as long as they all live where they live and I live where I live, we'll be good. <laughs> you're not trying to catch a uh, Mickey Convoy, are you? He's got he puts those group pictures, and it's like, oh my god, he's either nine or ten now. I forget what it is. Yeah, he's up. He's up there. <laughs> Well, anyway, hey John, we just um, uh, we just finished a program uh, with Columbia Southern University, uh, uh, one of our battalion chief slash field chief field chief training academies in Evergreen, Colorado, and what an incredible place! What a great fire chief! What a great group! Um, I, I'm just telling you, uh, how many times have we said this before, buddy? Where we we've been to classes. And we never see the fire chief. And again, some guys are busy. I understand it. Some guys and gals are busy, but you know, we, we just like we did last time we were there for the battalion uh, for the company officer cabin. He met us. He was there. He sat through. He sat through the whole class. I mean, how often does that happen? Right, right. And and, and we've been to you know dozens, dozens, and how many classes we've done over the years. And and certainly some chiefs have stayed, but less than a handful, less than four or five guys in all the years we've been doing it. And this chief was one of them. Stayed for both days, the whole day. You know, went out once or twice for a phone call or whatever he had to do, but uh, was there otherwise. And, you know, we know chiefs are busy. they got a lot of stuff to do related to whatever's going on in the class or with their membership. Or, but there's other stuff going on, too, with the city manager and with uh, all sorts of other stuff. So it's just, you know, that, that that's why it's worth mentioning when a guy stays because he's, he's given up doing some of the other stuff we wanted to get done that day and, and making some other people maybe wait or call him back tomorrow. So, you know, it's appreciated. And he was a great guy anyway. He really did like the class. And, you know, I, I, I think he had a lot of similar similar ideas about leadership and, and what chiefs do that we do. Well, and, and the facility was incredible. You know, they're they're doing obviously doing good budget-wise. We kept teasing them, but 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 it was great. And this was one of ours for our listeners. Uh, if you you know, a bunch of you have been to our classes before, you know, John and I each do our own thing, and we do a lot of stuff together. And Back in like 2011, um, when we really kicked off the Company Officer Academy in, in a different direction, if you will, we kind of retooled it. Columbia Southern University is our our, our second family, if you will, uh, jumped in there with us in uh, 
you know, talked about hosting programs and different things like that. And uh, they're absolutely incredible. You, you, you know me, you know, John, we love Columbia Southern University. The people there, are the, the whole university is just chock full of great people. I'm, I'm an alum. I, I, I got my degree through them. I'm on the CSU advisory board. Yesterday, we we're talking about, uh, you know, another doctorate, another PhD uh, degree that they're looking at and, and some other stuff. And, and they're, they're always cutting edge. They're always looking at what they can do to, to make a difference out there. Uh, and the people that are not just obviously public safety, but selfishly public safety, but for everybody. Uh, but, but John, we start, when we started, golly, man, back in like 2011, our, our point of contact, our coordinator for CSU to the outreach programs was Megan Snyder. Megan, was awesome she and then like a lot of people she she you know got moved to a different position you know i think a, a you know a better position if you will you know you're always trying to you know expand your career and we missed megan and then we got tori tori how and tori was freaking incredible for years and years she was awesome and then when she left both you and i were kind of panicked we're like oh there's no way we're going to get three in a row that are that are that awesome um, I mean, I remember you and I talking like, well, if we don't get a good one, we're just done. We're not doing anymore with them. Right, right, right. And then, and then Mimi Henning came into the picture and she's been with us, what, um, six, seven years? What yeah, do you something think? like that. I asked her the last time we were together and then she said six or seven. I couldn't remember what it was, but it's oh. considerable. And she's, she's another one. She's phenomenal. And they, the, her last promotion, they let her double up her duties and stay with us. But this time, very sadly, uh, she she promoted to a director's position, and she's going to be leaving us. But yeah, she's the one moving on now. Yeah. But you mentioned uh, you mentioned before um, uh, when we were talking the other day. Uh, I think the folks that the particular division they're handing us off to. Uh, I think Sherry Twitty is the director there, and you met Sherry. Sherry's. I said everybody from there is phenomenal. I think I'm a. I'm sad. But I'm happy for Mimi. I know you are, but I'm excited that we'll be working with Sherry and her team. So, uh, you know, our, our CSU family uh, will continue and uh, we'll do some good things um, for our and I and John, you, we always talk about this as well. FDIC is coming up in April. As a reminder, uh, we're there the whole week, folks. John and I are doing a workshop. Uh, so many people asked us, buddy. Uh, every year, you know, we're doing different programs, organizing the Fireground, the Chief Officer Field Training Academy, you know, Fireground Scenario Workshops, so many different programs. And and years and years ago, we started teaching in the 90s and through that, our Five Alarm Leadership, you know, Real Leadership, Real People program. So many people kept saying, when are you going to bring it back to FDIC? You know, when, when are you going to bring it back? You know, when are you going to, you know, do this? When are you going to do that? And well, we did it. Uh, the, the boss, uh, Chief David Rhodes and Diane Rothschild uh, approved uh, us changing our changing things up, folks. So uh, I believe on Monday this year, uh, just double check. Sometimes the schedule changes. We'll be doing our four hour workshop, as John would say, ripped from the pages of our leadership book, Five Alarm Leadership Firehouse from the Firehouse to the Fireground. So we'll be doing that on Monday. Um Probably on Wednesday, we're not sure, but uh, again, due to the request from the attendees, we'll be doing the Three Degrees of May Day again. Uh, that'll be one of our breakout sessions. And then we'll be in the book booth, and we're going to be doing our, our radio show and all, all that different stuff the whole week. So we're looking forward to seeing you. Um, 
John, I guess, you know, and, and, and we always say this, we never have a an agenda. We don't have a script. We don't usually know what our topic's even going to be. Right. We have no idea what we're going to talk about. Right? <laughs> and we have no idea what we're talking about. But uh, but so let's let's just let's just talk for a little bit here about the very topic we just started talking about. We just talked about Columbia Southern being in Evergreen. We we got a bunch of programs all year long. We're in Paraland, Texas, with our buddy Curtis and and and, and Chief Taylor. You know Jay Taylor there, great great boss. Um, you and I, you just came back from the training days down in uh, Virginia. Uh, we've got so much going on. All you folks, all you gotta do is go to our calendar. Uh, go to my website at chieflasky.com. Chieflasky.com. Check out uh, the the calendar. Anything John and I do together is posted on there. That's open to the general fire service population, but. I guess the question, and this comes up a lot, John, you hear a lot of guys that come to our classes say they tried to get some of their buddies on shift or some of the other volunteers to come to the class. And the question they get hit with, John, is why, 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 should, I, why should I do any outside training? I mean, it, you know, I, I'm here, I, I do, you know, Monday night drill nights or Wednesday night drill nights, or I do my shift training. What's the, what's the benefit of outside training? And, and so let me throw that at you. Because we've had a bunch of people ask us that. So, you know, what do I say to these guys that say, what, what, why should I get in my car and drive somewhere? You know, um, you know, I, I mean, forget even talking whether I'm getting paid to be there or not or whatever. But what what are some, well, let's talk about what are some of the benefits of outside training? You know, it, it it's amazing. And, and obviously, we're on the other side of that. We, we're delivering training at a lot of these places. But, but you know, in years gone by, before we got into training and teaching and being officers, we, we were attendees. We were the guys that would jumping in a car or a pickup or, a, you know, an airplane occasionally going to all these different seminars. And then we started teaching ourselves. But, but back, back to the, to the question is what's the benefit? There is so much great training going on. That. And, and it seems to me like even if, if you took 10 years ago and 20 years ago as, as benchmarks, as, as I, as, as times and looked back, you know, 10 years ago, there was a lot less training going on than there is now and 20, even, even, even less. I think it's a growing you know, I think it's a growing trend. A uh, lot of places from, you know, a lot of the fools chapters run training every year. There's a lot of organizations that do it on a regular basis. Obviously, you and I have been to, I mean, probably hundreds of either chiefs associations or fire associ- firefighters associations. We know, we know Sue up here in, in New York State Association. Yeah, I, I, love, I, lo- I, lo- I love her. What a great conference she runs up there with, with that whole group. She doesn't do it alone, but she does a lot of the work. And, and she's like, she's like the voice you know, that association. And she does a lot of, a lot of the setting up and selecting. Hey, John, let me, let me interrupt you for a second. So for those that don't know Sue from New York state fire chiefs, if you met her, you know, I, I love her and I love her personality, but she could come off with you. Like she, you know, she's the boss and she's, you know, she has that tough, but she's, oh, like she's going to smack the crap out of you. If you <laughs> mess up. Yeah. But she's got, you might feel that way. Yeah. Oh, but she's got a heart. As as big as 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 big as the state of New York, you know what I'm saying? I mean, she's kind of one of those people that, you know, she puts out that, and she is tough. But oh my God, she's a she's she's an awesome, you know, a tremendous heart, great person. I'm sorry, I just had to throw that in there, but keep going, buddy. No, no, it is great, it is great, and and, and I'm not giving her any more airtime here than anybody else because I'm going to mention some other places too. But but that's a perfect example. These these chiefs associations, firefighter associations. Then you got places like the Fools. Then you got individual fire departments. Orlando's been running that conference down there for years. You know, a lot a lot of individual yeah. fire departments. And then there's there's other big ones. You know, uh, other bigger organizations. 
uh, FDT and Fire Department Training Network. I never, ever, ever fail to uh, to throw a uh, a compliment that way. And, and to you know, Jimmy McCormick runs probably some of the most. You take take it how you want to take it. Probably some of the most amazing, realistic training. Talk talk about anywhere you know, in the whole country. Anywhere talk, in the whole country. Talk about Brian's experience. Your son's a firefighter. Okay, he's a former Marine, but a firefighter. Worked for some great departments, and I remember when he went. He did one class or two, but he did hands-on training while we were down there. I mean, they, he, they, they I mean, they wore. He's hard to wear out. He's a fitness nut, but oh my god, what I it mean, was what phenomenal. They and I, I shadowed him a little bit to see what he was doing. I didn't even watch everything because I was, I was teaching as well. But um, the the one class that Brian went to, it was an engine and truck. It was a basic firefighting class, and. The one thing I like to talk about, and I was just talking about it two days ago when I was down at the training days conference down in Alexandria, um, it was the forceful entry. Now, this isn't the only forceful entry they learned. They learned a lot of forceful entry skills and techniques, but then they had this forceful entry, for lack of a better term, it wasn't a prop. It was a building. You know, you go into it, it was a brick building with a peak roof on it, not a gigantic one, but you'd step in and step to your left and, and down the left-hand side, of that building. Now, if you walked in that door and walked straight through it, there was another door at the other end. But on both the left and the right side were, were door props, maybe five or six or seven of them. The number doesn't matter. On the left, and then there were on the right. And and you went in with a partner. You stepped immediately to your left to the first door, and you went in. There was normal visibility, no face pieces on. You each had a tool in your hand, and you popped a, a, an outward opening door, meaning a door that moved away from you. And then you went, then you switched tools and stepped into the next door, three feet away, and did that one. Then you switched tools again and did that one, that one, that one, that one. Then at the end, you made a U-turn to the other side of the that little room and you forced all those doors and all those doors were doors that opened towards you. And when you can, and there was three guys, you know, two guys behind you, behind them, behind them. And there were guys in there resetting the doors. And when you got all done, when everybody came out, you went in a second time, this time with face pieces on. Then the third time, I think you went in with face pieces with air. Then the fourth time you went in, there was, there was smoke and you forced all those doors again and again and again. They, they must have forced almost 90 doors. <laughs> it took a couple of hours. And and the last time you went in, it was hard to stand up. That's how hot and smoky it was. It was hard to stand up. And I'm telling you, uh, somebody who never forced a door in their life could, by the time they left that day, feel confident in forcing, you know, an inward or an outward opening door in almost any conditions. And that's just one example. They, they, they do, they, they pay the same attention to detail for roof cutting and for and for you know search and for hose line advancement and for climbing ladders and they even have a they even have a a, a prop there for the you know the apartments that are all full of all full of crap and, and and bogged down with junk and furniture and stuff like that. I mean they have all angles there. I don't want to overstate it, which I don't think you can. But it, it, you know he has his own newsletter that goes out there, and it's uh, it's fd fdtraining.com. It's it's absolutely phenomenal. And he has classes. I don't know if he has them all year long, but he's got, you know, live fire, fire combat. One of them is a weekend long class. I think it's Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. I think you do 38 fires. You personally, every every attendee actually responds to and works at 38 working fires. It's just beyond beyond, you know, terrific. Oh, it's it's just and again. You know, I, and I asked you to mention that for a reason because we've talked about that at class before, about and sometimes on our shows as well. You know, and, and I want to roll this back. Well, you, you, having you just mentioned that, 
you know, to the old days, and, and you you hinted at this before, there was a time a long time ago, John, where you read Firehouse magazine, you read Fire Engineering, and that was pretty much it. And you had to get in your car and you and you had to drive two hours, an hour, three hours, four hours to go see Chief John Salka, Chief John Norman, people, you know, whatever, Chief Albert. And now, um, you know, you said it, there's so many great groups out there. We've mentioned this a couple of times on the show. You know, we, we we kind of rolled backwards in the way of our aggressiveness. I'll just say it out loud. Uh, we got we we kind of got off in the weeds on a bunch of stuff. Some of it needed to be there. Some of it, I think, didn't. But you can't go to social media, John, now. You can't go to Instagram or those people, you, you know, the people who use TikTok or anything and, and scroll through it without seeing, you know, videos and posts of guys doing they're 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 forcing doors they're cutting holes in roofs you know they're 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 nozzles guys are out there you know i talked about it uh, yesterday at our our, the other day at our hump day hangout you see they got their bunker pants on you know they got their their baseball caps on they're they're on the nozzle you know working lines with, with people and stuff and it's so exciting to see that again and actually it's so exciting to see all the different groups out there a lot of great instructional groups and instructors you know, our friend Frank Viscuzo and some other folks uh, are out there doing so many great programs, uh, you know, but it brings me back to, number one, not everybody has the money to attend a lot of conferences, but some of them are free, John. Some of them, it's just a matter of you getting up Saturday morning, you know, and driving or or a weekday or, or making your time. <clears throat> but how many times have we been, I'd say about half, would you agree about half? Or better, the people that attend our programs are there on their own dime. They're, you know, the department didn't pay for. Oh them. yeah, oh yeah. I mean, we go to plenty where the department is is not only generous, but they're paying attention to training and professional development, and they'll run something. But we've been to just as many where it's run by whether it's the fools or the Wichita hot guys or the or the FD training network, where 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 everybody's bucking up on their own. Now you go to the fire department training network, and sometimes half the class is from one place. Half the class is from, you know, the, the, you know, whatever it is, the Asheville Fire Department. Matter of fact, there were some Asheville guys there when I was there. You know, there'll, there'll be 23 guys there, all sent by their fire department, which is great. And then the rest of the class, the other 18 guys in the class, two from here, one from there, three from there, one from there, all on their own dime, their own car, their own gas, their own tolls, their own hotel rooms, you know. So, so we know we're not preaching to the choir here. We know we're talking to everybody, but there are people that are already bought into this. There are people that don't. There are people that don't need to hear what we're going to say because they're already going to all these classes. You know, well, and some, yeah. And some of this, John, is, you know, we go to so many places. Now, I always said CSU, and I'll just pick on us. You know, the, the two of us go somewhere for three days worth of training. And and there's there's coffee and snacks and everything there in the morning. Sometimes a sponsor or a vendor or somebody will, will pay for lunch or bring lunch in. And even if they don't, three days – you get your goodie bags with CSU. You get your you get your CEUs if you want them. You know, uh, you you get all that for I think it's like two hundred bucks. I don't know where you can go and get three days of training like that. But then there's the places that go. I'm not charging anybody. We're just going to bring you guys in, and you know, and they and you you get there in the morning and there's like a they they've got breakfast there and lunch and all that. And I'm like, God, how how do you not take advantage of that? And I know everybody has competing demands. They have kids playing soccer. Um, you know, things that got to get done at home and so on and so forth. And you can't be like gone every week doing training. But 
you know, I, like you said before, the benefits I get, I think sometimes more than well, more than that, it, you, you get out and you get to see things that you would never see in your own shop. Right, John, you, you things that, you, you know, you get out and you go I, like, like uh, I talked about Jimmy Spears from here, from Wichita West, flew himself up to Firehouse Expo just to go through the hot class with the Wichita guys with nozzles. He says, I, I want to go through a good nozzle, a good hands-on class. I want water to come out of the nozzle. I want someone to show me this stuff. You know, now granted, he had the ability to do that, you know, the means, but at the same time, there's a guy that said, I want to be better at something that I wasn't going to get quite here or quite there or whatever. Um, how many times have we been places? And I'll go back to, and, and not to embarrass you or Bill Gustin, I'm going to say, because we're talking about training, the guy that posted on Facebook, I said it uh, one of our last shows, he goes, I'm at the, the Teaks Leadership Symposium in Frisco, Texas. And, and and he goes, I'm sitting here and I got done watching Cap Bill Gustin this morning and Chief John Salka just got done. And it, we're in the afternoon session. And in the very front row, Chief Salka and Captain Gustin are sitting next to each other. Both of them have notepads out. They're taking notes. And that's so awesome. And, and the first thing I thought of, because, you know, it's you and I, I'm like, because we're just a couple of, you know, chooch firefighters. What's the big deal? Really? You don't think we go to classes and sit there? I mean, I, I you know, and, and, and on one hand, I'm going, that shouldn't be so surprising that you see somebody with 50 years in a fire service, two guys with over a hundred years between the two of them with a freaking notepad in their hands, taking notes. Um, I guess I'll, I'll just be, be very blunt to some other people. What's your excuse? You know, would, 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 you know, to, to not be able to sit in the classroom and learn and gain some, to, to, like Gordon Graham would say, every now and then we all need to sharpen our saw, but to, to, to learn a new technique or to listen to somebody talk about something or, or an old skill that, you know, we're revisiting to see how we're doing. Um, I, I mean, how many times have you sat through programs, John, and went, I didn't, I didn't know that, or I've never seen that before. And you're starting to right. I mean, how many, how many times have I said that to you? Sometimes sitting in a class, not sitting in class, sometimes teaching class. Sometimes I'm standing up there and, and I'll say the same thing to you. Sometimes I'm listening to you and you're saying something. I'm like, holy cow, that is true. And I'm standing next to you. We're up on stage presenting together. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm writing down on a little card. I'm writing a little note saying, I got to remember, I got to remember to throw that in this class myself. That's a good piece of information. Uh, there's so much information out there, you know, being being presented by and and, and invented by. There's new stuff being invented, right, uh, by so many people out there. Now, now, for example, last week at the Volunteer Fire Department right here that I belong to, South Bloomer Grove, was drill night last night. You know, I was down there, and and and, and my son Brian was down there. Brian's a, 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 a two-time firefighter. He's already been in two different fire departments in the past five years, and and, and this is actually his third, this volunteer uh, stint that he's, that he's having right now. And he jumped in last night to help me do do a drill on power star operations and portable lines and stuff. And I was aghast. I was like, "Oh my god!" I I sent him a little a little text message last night after we got home. Brian, that was fantastic. I can't believe you've you've developed into such a knowledgeable and you know inspiring firefighter. And 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 frankly, it's almost like he's a natural instructor as well. He was teaching last night like he was a professional instructor on the road, teaching people about power source. You know what I'm saying? Well, so my, my point is it's just, there's so much out there, even just from the, even just from the, the firefighters in your own local volunteer or career fire department or the guys in your own company, how could you not go out and see some of this outside training and, and expand, expand your horizons a little bit because there are so 
many people out there offering so many things. I mentioned the Orlando Fire Conference. Just just Google that. You'll find it. The Orlando Fire Conference. I think they have it just about the same time every year. Right. Um, Wichita Hot, which is where Brian just came from. The Wichita, Kansas Fire Department, which I didn't know how to spell Wichita until about a year ago. And then he got on the job there. I visited the academy. I also I, I went and rode with him once or twice and met, met some other people there. Uh, you know, Sam and, and, and a bunch of Sam other people. Hiddle. Sam Hiddle. Sam Hiddle, who's who's out there on, on the circuit, right? He was just with me at, at training days in, in Alexandria. And there are so many things going on out there. Wichita Hot is a, is a, is a great place. I, I think I have that thing here. Uh, Wichita Hot at gmail.com. But my point is, there's so many places, and, and these, especially these developed conferences that, that come up every year or every other year, some of them, they they recruit new people in all the time, so you're always getting a little variable message. You're not just getting the same right. five guys all the time, you know. And it's uh, it's just it, it it's I sound excited because I am, and 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 not too many things get me excited. But the the the, the training that's going on in the American Fire Service is really quite phenomenal. And and those of you that are listening, you newbies, you new guys, and that have five or ten years in the fire service, can play the record. I boy, aren't you lucky? There's so much more available now to you than was available to us back then. We we'd have the FDIC, maybe the Firehouse Expo, and maybe there'd be a couple other little small conferences going on. Now there's like now there's probably two or three a week all year long. All year long. There's gotta be a hundred conferences, you know, in the United States or more every year. Well, when we talk about go-to guys like we do all the time in our programs, John, the go-to guys that we love hanging with, the people we love, the fire kind of firefighter that you wish could work for you all the time are the ones that make the time. They're the ones reading the magazines. They're the ones going to the conferences. They're the ones, you know, you know, zipping over and going and, and doing an evening session, you know, somewhere in Long Island or whatever, or coming out on a Saturday or weekday. One of the things we we touch on in our company, Oscar Academy, John, is, and I know you, you know this very well, is that one bullet point, point that we talk about when it comes to training that, you know, company officers you know, make it an enjoyable outing. And how many times we say this in class, we've been in classes and a guy will come up to the table and we'll be signing books and I'll go, you know, Chiefs, uh, you know, I, I, I gotta be honest with you, I really don't want to be here today. And I'm like, oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. No, 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 really. I really don't want to be here. That's twice now you said it. No, no, Chief, I, I really, I didn't want to be here. Okay, now that's three times you said you didn't want to be here. He goes, I, yeah, he goes, you know, my captain's like, you know, next month, this this Salka and Lassie guy, he said, these two Chiefs are coming to this program. How about we all go? How about we get C-Shift to come in early for us? You know, let's go grab breakfast. We're going to drive. It's about a 45-minute hour drive. We're going to drive there, get there. We're going to hang out all day. After class, we're going to go to TR's pub and get, you know, a sandwich and, you know, beer and kickback and all that stuff. And he goes, I'm so glad that my captain talked me into this. And the good bosses, the great leaders out there do that, don't they? They they make it an enjoyable outing. You know, it's, you know, and you and I say all the time, we can spot them. Because they're kind of clicky and we like that. You you look out there and you see three guys or gals sitting together and you go, what are you? I'm the lieutenant. I'm a firefighter. I'm a firefighter. I'm a firefighter. They, the, the, the great company officers, their firefighters want to sit with them. And, and you've heard me say this how many times. If I was going to a class or a training with Bill Allen, I, I, would, I would sit. I would force a guy out of his chair. I'd be like squeezing in between him and Bill Allen going, okay, get ready to feel some man thigh here because I, I'm because I knew if I sat next to Bill Allen, there were going to be plenty of times he's going to lean over and go, and, or, also, or, and I knew I was going to get the class, but I was going to get additional training, John, because my boss 
you know, it wasn't just sit here, pay attention. I mean, he was throwing stuff out there. I would, it was like a bonus in, in the class. And I know you've always said it. I say too, tra training has always been our favorite part of the day, whether it's at the volley place or at the career place or whatever, you know, training should be a hardship. It should be something you're looking forward to doing, you know, whether it's in-house or out, out, out of the firehouse. And we're talking about, you know, the benefits of going outside training, but how many times have we said that where, you know, yeah, it, it, it shouldn't be cumbersome. It should be, you know, something, oh God, we got to go do training today. There should be a, a little bump in your step when you're going to classes, right? Absolutely. And, and you know, and, and there's a cost. Sometimes there's a dollar cost. Sometimes there's a shift change cost. Sometimes there's a, you know, two or three days out of a week that you maybe we're going to do something else. Or maybe your wife or your significant other would rather you be traveling. There's always a cost to it. But you and I both know, and I think a lot of people listening probably know as well, that it's well worth it. it once in a while, you might go somewhere and say, well, you know what? That was more of a review than really a learning thing. But even then, even then it's worthwhile because maybe, maybe you drag some of the young guys in your crew or you shift along and said, you see, guys, every every class is like this. You're going to learn new stuff every day, you know? So, yeah, the, 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 there's a cost for everything. Everything has a cost, but maybe whether it's your time, maybe you got to lay out a couple of bucks, maybe you got to, you know, call a couple of couple of swaps in or pay a couple of tours back to some guys to cover for you while you're gone. But I've never, in the early days as a student or even later on as an instructor, sometimes I get invited to go teach somewhere. And it, and it's a bit of a, a sacrifice for me to go do that, you know. But but I do it, and I never come back and say, boy, that was a waste of time. I always come back and say, boy, I'm glad I went. I'm glad I'm glad I, I moved things around, and I'm glad I did the things I had to do to get to, to get to be there, you know. Well, let, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's, you know, we've mentioned, it would be impossible to mention all the training opportunities that are out there. You know, we, we always talk about FDIC, Firehouse Expo. We talk about Sue. We talk about Jimmy McCormick. But as we close this, this particular episode of old school out, John, um, and you know, I always, I always do this to you, you know, the old put you, put, put my buddy on the spot. What advice do you have? And, and, and break it into a couple of different categories. Talk to the rookie or the senior firefighter. What do you say to him or her? And the same thing for the company officer, even the chiefs, you know, when it comes to the benefit of seeking outside training, you know, what, what would you say to them? What, you know, if, I, I'm going to go back to what we start off saying at the beginning of the show. So Chief Salka, why, you know, what's the benefit of me going outside my department? Should they be giving me everything? What am I going to gain? You know what? It's the same benefit that everybody else gets. You know, the people who work for IBM or the people that work for a telephone company or for a construction company, the same benefit that those people uh, get from going to training outside of their little realm, outside of their little department, their little box, their little county. You know, some guys say, oh, we do. We go to the county training center. And that is good. That is outside training. It's not your fire department. It's some other instructors. You want a bunch of people from around the county or the state or whatever your jurisdiction is. But the idea is to be thinking outside the box, to climb outside the box, to see what else is going out there. I, I, I told you when I visited, I wasn't even going outside training. I just went to an outside fire department when I visited my son. And I come back with a couple of ideas from Wichita about about the, the portable ladder that had roof hooks at both ends and both ends of both rails were butts. You could put that ladder up either way and the butt was on the ground. And if, and if you got up to the roof and you had a, the, the hooks engaged at the peak, but you suddenly wanted to slide it over the peak to the other side, you didn't have to swing the ladder around. You just had to close those hooks, slide the ladder up, drop it out to the other side and open the other set of hooks. And I noticed today I was looking I was looking today at, at the Firehouse Magazine, as a matter of fact, and one of the, one of the uh, 
pages that I opened had a couple of guys up on a roof. It was about cutting peaked roofs. And I could see the bottom of the ladder, not the top of the ladder that was hooked on the peak, but the bottom of the ladder had two closed folded hooks on it. And there's some other people that were doing the same thing. My my story is about the fact that I learned that at Wichita. And I learned about guys that had these little rings hanging off their coat. So they could take a halligan and just drop it through that ring and let go of it. And they could do a search or climb a ladder or do something else and then pick it back up. I've never seen that before. And, and I saw that in Wichita for the first time as well. And there's stuff like that everywhere you go. Every conference you go to, you'll see something like that. Every other fire department you go visit that a friend or a colleague is, is working at, you'll be like, what's that? And they'll say, oh, we did that a couple of years ago. We, we saw that at a show we went to. So obviously the, the, the lesson or my advice is to get out there and see, what, see what's out there in the rest of the world. Instead of reinventing the wheel yourself, they've already a lot of stuff's already been invented, discovered, and put together somewhere else. Oh, and and, and you made me think of something. I I I I lead you down the path when we're in class sometimes to set you up for different points about things you've learned at other conferences. And there's so just like you said, there's so many things, not just observations out there, but other conferences. And one of them was one of them was the. Um, you know, and, and we don't have to talk about it now. We've talked about it before, but about they're not your seconds. You came back from that conference in Oregon, and you and you give credit to the instructor, and you talk about that instructor, and you say he what a great point he made, and now you're spreading his word, you know, in other programs that other people are gaining from from something that you, that you learn. So, you know, my thing is it's out there. They're out there. The means nowadays, you know, you have to work harder to be disinterest you have to work harder to not be interested in the fire service between the the apps on your 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 smart devices your computer the webinars the the podcasts the shows the videos the the articles the oh my holy there there are so many ways for you to get training um you know for the people who say there's nothing out there they're they're out of their minds there's there's so many great opportunities uh to go see a lot of great people so that's it what's the benefit of outside training I think that's uh, what we'll call this one, buddy. You agree? Yep. We'll call it that. Um, John, if they want to get a hold of you, best email? ChiefJohnSalka at gmail.com. And I'm Chief Lasky at gmail.com. And we hope to, we get to see you, obviously, at Indian FDIC and uh, that we get to see some of our upcoming programs. Like I said, John and I are out there doing our own things, and then we do stuff together. You can go to my website, ChiefLasky.com, and check out the calendar. And it has stuff I'm doing, but also has all the stuff that John and I are doing together. Go ahead, buddy. You got something? Before before we uh, sign off, I, I want to mention, uh, if anybody hasn't heard, uh, Chief Ronnie Coleman from out in California. Yes. A, a, a fire service icon, right? Yes. He, right up there with, with uh, Brunacini and Vinnie Dunn and a lot of other people that, that are gone and, and still here with us uh, around for a long, long time teaching and 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 inventing and you know making the fire service better uh just passed away and you, you you'll see it on facebook and all the other all the other uh places with that you visit uh just a great guy i hate to hate to hate to see a a, a great guy like that uh exit stage left with, without a little applause you know well and i agree with you and he's another one like we used to talk about and we still talk about chief alan brunacini that their impact will be felt forever in the fire service people may not remember 20 years from now some of the names of those that have left us. And it's funny because so many people don't realize what, when they're talking about stuff or doing stuff that the only reason they're doing it is because that was an idea Bruno came up with. I always kind of talk about like the get out alive, saving your own stuff. When I see somebody doing ladder bales, I see him doing, you know, 
the 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 Denver rescue and all different things. I go, yeah, that that's what we did. You know, that that's what we started, and they have no idea we did. You know, but the impact. That's fine, was, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because you and I don't care. Our whole point was to spread the word. Ronnie Coleman will be remembered for a long time and his impact will be there for a long time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, folks, appreciate you joining us. Please spread the word about old school. Um, uh, go back, start the beginning. Tell them if you listen to this one for the first time and run, we've done for several years now, we've done this particular podcast. You can catch our other podcasts at fireengineering.com, the command post. Um, and then John and I and chief Terry McGrath and Lewis and chief Scott Thompson from the colony have the third Wednesday of every month our hump day hangout at fire engineering. Uh, this month, we just, uh, we had the guys from Arlington, Texas that made three grabs, mom and two kids, everything we talk about in our training. You talk about guys that go outside and get their stuff. Arlington. Plus they got a great new boss, John. They got a great new freaking fire chief there. I'd, I'd love to work for that guy. Uh, but that being said, folks, we always end all of our shows with a very important reminder, and that's please keep the men and women armed forces in your thoughts and prayers. And remember, never forgetting means just that, never forgetting. Thank you. We'll see you next time. God bless and be safe. Bye-bye.